This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Uh, welcome to podcast episode 227. Uh, we are the Fight Disciples. This one's dedicated to the world of boxing. Um, if you've only just stumbled across it, you can get us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. You can get all Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. And we're all over social media as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Get yourself involved uh, with the revolution. Um, also, uh, we're bringing out our own special brand of chicken, uh, which can be uh, bought via our website. Um, just click on the little Nando's tag. In fact, it's not a Nando's tag. It's a Billy Joe Saunders face. If you just click on it in the bottom corner, uh, it'll take you straight to the Nando's website and you'll be able to order various uh, treats that are available from uh, the Portuguese uh, chicken franchise. See? Chickens can fly. What the fuck? Skadoosh. What I want to do... No, is this right? What the fuck are multi-millionaire boxers doing in Nando's? <laughs> Fuck's sake, lads. Come on, you know what I mean? You've every, got a few quid in your back pocket. Every fighter eats Nando's. You could be eating whatever you want to be eating. Every fighter eats Nando's. You could be eating in some... I'm sure with Belfast, there's much more to offer than a Nando's. Don't you think he's, they're keeping it real, though, by eating Nando's? No, they're keeping it cheap, is what they're doing. <laughs> what they're doing? Billy Jones, lime green Lamborghini, yet he still eats at Nando's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I've got listen. I've got no. I've got no beef with them eating at Nando's. Another hey, literally because it's, 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 it's a chicken, chicken restaurant. <laughs> Can you get fish in Nando's? No, it's a chicken restaurant, mate. Is that it? Yeah. Right. Okay. I've been about twice. I went with you, didn't I? Yeah. We're a right dude, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're minted. So get to France, lad. <laughs> I'm not bit. Uh, Come on, all these talk sports shows. You must own the oh, fucking thing fucking by now. Must be like Murdoch, you. <laughs> All these hours you do. That's it, mate. I can order a, a butterfly chicken with lemon and herb. That's as big as I get. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was the way they made up the, ne- the next night, though, wasn't it? Backstage in Belfast, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, for fuck's sake. It was uh, pretty embarrassing. Mm. But hey ho, listen, Tyson can't do that shit. You see, so Billy Joe's got to do it for him. Someone's got to generate the headlines, mm. and it did its job. It went viral. Everybody picked it up. <sighs> Mad, isn't it? The whole, yeah, it is mad. And the videos are hilarious. Obviously, uh, Deontay's brother slipping over as he's chasing him out. All it needed that. I just I was praying for someone over the weekend uh, to make it to the Benny Hill. Benny Hill. I know, I was thinking the same thing. The, the, the Benny Hill soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> chasing him down the street. Absolutely. Basically, what's happened, just in case you've no idea what we're referring to, Deontay Wilder and his team, they've rocked up in Belfast. And they've gone for a, a winner, winner chicken dinner is what they've gone for. Um, Billy Joe Saunders has decided to do the exact same thing with his pals. And they've noticed that Deontay's upstairs enjoying himself. So they've gone over to say hello. And a few handshakes have gone uh, back and forth until Deontay spots that it is Billy Joe Saunders and asks him, Oi, didn't you call me a racist cunt? Billy Joe Saunders didn't shit himself. And he went, yeah, I did. So what? Then it all went off. Uh, hence... Uh, a little bit of Billy pushing, Jones, a little bit of shoving. That's it. And uh, um, half, a, half a chicken went flying uh, in the direction of Deontay Wilder and his pals, and then it all went off. <laughs> Billy scarpered up the old... To be fair, that's the that's the uh, the biggest contest that Billy's Joe, Billy Joe's been in this year. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he uh, threw the chicken, got on the back foot and scarpered, basically. Um, that's the whole story. And then the night after... 
they were hugging. They get down to the arena and they're all going, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah. Mm. It's all nonsense is what it is. It is all nonsense, yeah. It's funny how the... Because the next talking point, obviously, is what happened in the ring afterwards. Tyson and Deontay going head to head. Yeah. Effin and Jeffin. Yeah. Big wrong, unfortunately, with the microphone. <laughs> BD Sports, please watch the language. Wind it I'll in, fucking boys. knock you out. Wind it in, boys. Wind it in. <laughs> Poor Ron. Jesus. Thing is, right, that's another thing that bugs me. This is a, it's a fight. What are you expecting? Yeah, yeah. Of course. These are fighting men. They're obviously going to, there's going to be a bit of profanity. And with all due respect, Adrenaline's ten, running everywhere. They're ten, bringing them head to head. It's after 10 o'clock. Just let exactly. it ride. Apologise after. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. break it mid up. Mid-flow. When he's mid-flow, when he's dropping the bombs, let him drop the bombs. Get yeah. stuck in, mate. That's what it's all and about. when it's it? all done, then you go, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen, obviously. Who's going to really complain, yes. right? Who's watching that fight? The people who are watching that are numbskulls like me and you, right? Yeah. Who get off on that shit. Exactly. There's no... Nobody's watching that with a five-year-old at home at half past ten at night and it's going off, are they? Nobody's doing that. And the replay is always going to be bleeped anyway. So just let it ride. So, uh, we're live on BT Sports, gentlemen. We've got a rain. That He's a lovely fella, he's Ron, but come on, son, let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get straight. That's what it is. He was, he was mid-flow, was Tyson. He was just about to let it go, wasn't he? The only problem I have with that head-to-head or that nose-to-nose or whatever, it was all nicey, 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 nicey. Tyson then remembered he needed to sell a fight and then went off his head, yeah. right? And then it went nicey, 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 nicey again. I'm thinking, nah, just be a twat all the way. Yeah. Go all the, the way in. The best thing was when Deontay was about to name the venue and the date. And, yeah. and Frank was like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to announce something this week. Why have they done that as well? I don't know. Well, like, I think at the time it was not to overshadow Frampton versus And that's a Warrington. fair point. We had that conversation Saturday night, didn't we? Yeah. When they didn't announce it, I thought it must be because... Frampton Warrington doing it. do the same thing. It's Frampton's night, and yeah. they're obviously going to be an, an, an announcing Frampton Warrington later on. Maybe that's the headline that they want from the night, and then yeah. this week we can go with uh, Tyson and Deontay. And that was fair enough. But then they didn't even announce the venue and date for, uh, for Frampton and Warrington. I just thought it was a little bit of a... You know, if you're going to... Don't announce an announcement. Exactly. Announce the fight. Just say, listen, it's going to be an announcement this week. But the thing is, everybody knows within that uh, gang of people that were in the ring where the fight was. So they're all slipping up. Yeah, we're off to Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you in Vegas. So all the news outlets that I've been reading this morning on the way into the studio are going, well, it might be this day, it might be this day, and they might be going to New York. They might be. They're not going to New York. They're going to fucking Las Vegas, mate. That's where they're going. Exactly. Tyson's told us that's where they're going, and it's happening December the 1st. I don't know why everybody else just didn't say it. It is fucking mental why they're dragging it out. So weird. Mm. So weird. Obviously, Frampton versus um, Warrington it ain't going to happen in Leeds. The Leeds arena's not big enough and it ain't going to happen in... Ellen Road. Ellen Road, because the football, the football season. season's going. So it's obviously going to be the MEN. And you'd gamble. It's going to be sometime mid, mid-December. mid mm. um, But then that leaves us with, where does Bellew Usyk fit in? Because that's happening in December. Rocky Fielding versus the Gale, which I think... Well, November, isn't it? November. Well, end of November, potentially. There's, if, if it's... If it's in November, it's got to be November the 10th. Yeah. At the O2. But... Well, the, de- the, the dates for the O2 are November the 10th and November the 17th. Yeah. It's 17th Ro- available. Yeah, it is. when I looked, it wasn't. Why? What are you trying to book? Fucking Britney Spears tickets. No, no, I'd looked. And from the 11th to like the, the 18th is like the ATP tennis. Right. Well, the dates are this. Echo Arena, 3rd of November. Rocky Fielding, um, James DeGale. That's yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah. When James DeGale decides to obviously uh, just lower his price a little bit. Yeah. And then you've got the week after, O2 Arena, Bellewusik on the 10th. That's what I'm led to believe that it will be. Yeah. But the, I, listen, just put the fight on. Forget about all this non... Whatever. Give the fans the choice. The fans will choose which ones they want to go and watch. No, I know, but that's the thing. You know, 
do you want to do that? Do you want to go head to head? Who wants to go? I'll be honest. This is the fucking mad thing. Yeah, well, we come through another ten rounds. Wilder Fury's in the states, so that's the time difference. You're going to watch it anyway. That's that's cool. If it's pay per view, and it, yeah, it's pay. Cool. Yeah, it is pay per view. It is going to be pay per view, and it's going to be in. It's going to be in Las Vegas, so it's right, going to yeah. be a four AM job. Right. Well, stores Triple G and Canelo. They're doing that to us on BT Sport. No, I agree. I'm, listen, I'm not, not. What I'm saying is, if it's going up against Bellu versus Usyk, yeah, or it's going up against Fielden versus the Gale. Well, Fielding De Gale ain't going to be a pay-per-view. It will if it's um Well, I, I see. I still think Fielding De Gale may well be co-main, co-chief supporter. Yeah, they might. They, they might put them together. But if yeah. it's on its own, there's no way that they're going to do two weeks back-to-back pay-per-view. No match room. There's no way that that will happen. But then the only way you get De Gale money is if it's in a big fight. If it's on a pay-per-view yeah. platform, is De, what you mean? De Gale's going to want two hundred fifty k minimum, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Can you generate that if you're fighting? If you defend, Rocky Fielding Rocky at, the Field at the Echo Arena on Sky Sports 1. I don't know. Or do you take a hit? I don't know. Or do you take a hit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rob Peters, Pay Paul, take the money out of the uh, pay-per-view from the week week after. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, December the 1st is what I've been told. Las yeah. Vegas, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. I've no doubt that by the time you're listening to this, there'll either have been an announcement confirming what I've just said or maybe an alternate date. But it is going to be... Viva Las Vegas. And then it's interesting to find out where Warrington Frampton does go because, like you say, you'd think that it would be a stadium. Yeah. It'd be silly to maybe take Josh Warrington to Ireland when he's got such a following in Leeds. We know that Frampton's fans will travel. Yeah. So it would be more logical to take Frampton as the away fighter. Plus, Warrington's the legit champion. No offence to Carl. I know that he's achieved fantastic things in his career, but it is an interim belt at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Leeds would be the obvious answer, but there ain't a venue there. No. Really big enough to stage no, that fight. Definitely not. So you would probably, you're probably right. Manchester. So guessing at the Manchester Arena, yeah. Battle of the M62, yeah. The Leeds fans will love it. Mm. I think Manchester will be behind Frampton. It'll sell out. Mm. Uh, what did you make of uh, Tyson Fury's performance, first of all? Uh, well, I said to you before we came on here, I, I watched it back on Sunday. <laughs> I put up. myself through. You're, you're a glutton, uh, aren't you? Yeah, you're like, no, yeah. That's how much... You, anybody that tweets this show, right, and says that we're casuals, there you go, baby. There you go. <laughs> he is as hardcore night. as it is. He, he bored himself to tears the first time round. He's gone back for more. I went back and watched it the second time, yeah. Fucking glutton for punishments. But watching it back the second time, obviously, you know, you, you're looking at it you you know what's happening. So I'm just trying to see what Tyson Fury's getting out of it. Obviously, Tyson Fury's getting 10 competitive rounds out of it, which is more than he's had in the last two and a half years. The last fight he had, them four rounds of Fury with a bit of a joke. Um, Pianetta obviously didn't bring too much to the table, but from what I can see, Tyson didn't really get out of third gear. But what he did do, he... We've seen flashes of what he's good at, what he's best at. What what Tyson Fury's best at, you're not going to see against this type of opponent. You will only see against someone that is going to try and finish him. Look at his best performances in his career. It's all off his back foot. Christian Hammer was off his back back foot. Um, obviously, Klitschko was off the back foot a mm-hmm. lot of times. Klitschko was a weird one because he was. When you watch the Klitschko fight back again, and I, I was I watched bits of that on Sunday as well. <laughs> <laughs> just because have you got a life what are you, what are you just doing with your world just like 4am just mate, because there was mate, no there was come no, hang out come yeah. to the footy come and have a pint <laughs> chill out on a Sunday what the fuck well there was no doing? football on so I, I felt like I had to stay up till 4 there was football watching, on watching just, there was a football that you wanted to no, watch that was well, on. actually there was I watched Man United that was sensational I actually watched Match of the Day 2 as well there you to go. see Man United see? again love it great stay Jose and all that anyway I stayed up to watch highlights of the Klitschko fight afterwards 
because I, I felt like I had to see something more for to put it into like so I could look at the Pianetta fight with through different eyes and be like, okay, let me go and see the, let me go and see arguably his best performance. And his performance against Klitschko was very wilder esque when you watch it back, pot shotting from distance, throwing crazy shots. If you look at his performance against someone like Christian Hammer, um, it's a lot more what atypical Fury, which is off the back foot, letting them come onto shots, throwing big hooks and stepping to the side. We didn't see a ton of that against Pianata, but obviously the pressure was on him to go forward against Pianata. Mm. I think it's going to be more of a counter-punching. I'm watching it back and I'm thinking, actually, this is not a this is not the wilder blowout I actually thought it was going to be. Uh, I've seen enough from Fury on Saturday night to make me think, okay, we might be getting back to what Fury does best there. We might actually be as sharp, as agile, as slick as he was against Klitschko. Mm. And if he can do that and frustrate Wilder and get the fans to turn on Wilder a little bit, and no one does it better than Fury in that heavyweight division. He's so big, long and awkward. Don't forget, Wilder is a is a knockout merchant. And listen, we've seen him go to the well against Luis Ortiz and we've seen him fight through and you think, fuck, he's got a hell of a tank on him, Wilder as well. It's frightening his tank. But when you're unloading against a big guy and missing a lot as well, and you're starting to miss and miss and miss and get frustrated and load up even more, I don't know, man. Tyson Fury's no fucking joke. He's the lineal champion for a reason. And I just think I've seen enough on Saturday in hindsight to make me think, you know what? This fight's going to be fucking massive. Of course it's going to be massive. Think think of what where we're at right now, just to put this in perspective for people listening to the show. The biggest heavyweight bout of 2018 doesn't involve Anthony Joshua. I know. Mad, isn't it? Imagine saying that at the start Mad. of the year. Yep. Imagine if you'd have been in January and you'd gone, right, the biggest fight in this division this year ain't going to have AJ in it. You'd have laughed. You've laughed in the of faces. Of course. Of course. And yeah. now that it's been made, everybody's going to obviously, the debate starts now because yeah. the, the, the one thing that I'm thrilled about is that this started when Tyson Fury became champion. We saw him in the ring at that Deontay Wilder fight and they went nose to nose and you thought to yourself, hey, it's going to start here. All these big boys are going to start fighting each other. Then obviously Tyson got into his his problems and it it kind of diluted. Now we're in a situation where the talking stops. We are going to see two of these three actually have a go at each other. Now we can start now to, rather than talk hypotheticals, we can start to talk about how is this fight going to pan out? Exactly. Now, 90%, I'm guessing, of people listening to this show will say, Wilder's going to blow him away in three rounds, yeah. right? Because he's a knockout merchant and he's a very, very dangerous guy. And he's not someone that you can prepare for. He, he throws shots from really weird angles. Normal, traditional boxers that come in straight lines, leaving the exact same way as everybody else. Wilder yeah. ain't that dude. No. So how do you prepare for that? Yeah, but Fury did that against Klitschko. Watch the Klitschko fight. Watch the highlights of the Klitschko fight. That's why I was like, fucking hell. He's almost like Deontay. That's how he bamboozles Klitschko because right. he throws weird shit. Okay. He's but... fucking jabs from his waist and hooks him up here and everything, turning hooks around and everything. It's, just, it's such a weird performance. I don't think anybody, though, and including yourself, even though you're, you're championing the side of Tyson Fury at this moment in time, nobody genuinely believes that Tyson Fury is going to go no. to Las Vegas and knock out Deontay no. Wilder. No, I don't know. I don't think he's got enough gear there to knock him out. No. And Deontay Wilder has proved he's got a hell of a chin in the Luis Ortiz fight. He's got a phenomenal engine. He'll be all right for 12 rounds. Can he land? That's the the debate, really, isn't it? Can he land? Can he land on the chin of Tyson Fury? And what you're telling me then, what you've seen at the weekend, 
I'm starting to think it's not the three-round blowout I originally thought. That we, the, the performance at the weekend, while forgettable, you know, and a lot of Tyson Fury fights are, uh, a lot of Tyson Fury's performances are quite forgettable because he is so technical and he's so big and he come and it, and it, it can look cumbersome. But he doesn't get hit with shots, doesn't get caught clean. And when he does, he does ride it. If you, yeah, he if does. you look at absolutely, it, go, I know that. I don't want to put you through watching those 10 rounds again, right? Anybody listening to the show. But go and watch it. When he does get caught, and he does, he gets yeah, yeah. tagged a little bit. Listen, he's going can't away. Get a shot without getting wet. Yeah, but he's. Exactly. He's going away from the shot. He's That's always it. riding the exactly. shot. Exactly. Always riding it. Exactly. He reads, the, he reads the fight so well. His abilities, because he's not this super exciting heavyweight, it's hard to get super excited about his fights, even though he talks them up so amazingly. But I think what, what's happened here is. And this is weird. It comes back to, as you say, the start of the year. It, like to, to even imagine Anthony Joshua wouldn't be involved in the biggest heavyweight fight in 2018 is fucking bonkers. And yet, right now, I'll be honest, I can't motivate myself to talk about AJ Pavekin. Yeah. Because I know Fury AJ's going to happen. So Yeah, but even that, the best AJ, AJ Pavekin's a good fight. Oh, it's a great fight. But it's about dance partners. Yeah. Pavekin's not the right dance partner. He's boring. And you know what? I think it blew up in Eddie Earn's face this a little bit now. Yeah. Because I'm starting to think, coming out and announcing, okay, we've got Wembley in September and Wembley in April. Massive so mistake. we'll fight Pavekin in September and then in April. So basically what you're saying to fans is, Just angle, this is the warm-up, fire. this one. The yeah. September one, don't really be that interested and in that because we're building something bigger in April. Mm. So why as a fan would you go, oh, I've got to be there in September? Yeah. You'd be like, fuck that, mate. If I, I can just about afford to like Joshua fight, I'm waiting till April. I'm going to be first on the phone. Massive mistake. I definitely want to be there because it blew from, up in his face. From a business point of view, I think it's a massive mistake. And I, th- I think I think Eddie's feeling that right now because from reports that I've been seeing regarding ticket sales, we're talking 60,000 at, yeah. at, at this which moment. Is, for anybody else, it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Massive. It's massive. For any, if, listen, if Wilder Fury did 60,000, we'd be like, fucking hell, that's amazing. Absolutely. But AJ does AJ does 90,000 at Wembley. He sells Wembley out is what exactly. he does. And I think, like you've just, you've nailed it. By saying, we're going to go there twice. We'll be back We'll be back in April. You've kind of said that the Povetkin fight is, well, we're just going to walk through this. Rude it's going to be nice and easy. Yeah. I mean, it isn't. Absolutely, it's, it's not. It's a fucking Absolutely. super dangerous fight. Of course. But they're saying, yeah. the fans are going, well, fuck that. I'll wait till April. Because April's probably going to be wilder. Exactly. I'll wait for that. April's going to be bigger. Mm. And now, April's going to be... D- Dillian White. Dillian White. The second fight with Dillian White. Mm. Almost almost guaranteed. And, and don't get me wrong. That's great. Yeah, yeah. The narrative's there. Of course. Dillian's come on leaps and bounds. I'm interested in it. Yeah. Or, well, they've extended it in April. It's 100,000. Are 100,000 people interested in that when Wilder and Fury are going at it? Are they? I don't know if they are, mate. If Wilder and Fury have an absolute cracker in December, yeah. and they're booked again for April, May... For the rematch. Forget about Wembley. You can forget about 100,000 at Wembley. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, the, the equaliser, it always comes back to money. Like everything in life, it yeah. all comes back to money. And regardless, Anthony Joshua still holds, right now, holds the aces in terms of the fact that he's the only one selling out 60,000, 70,000, 80,000, 90,000 stadiums. He's still the big money fight in the division, generating all the cash. However, if Fiori against Wilder is a fucking cracker, and it could well be. You're telling me they're not coming back to the UK? Exactly. They rematch you over here in the UK. Suddenly, suddenly people aren't fucking fighting over themselves to go and watch Anthony Joshua versus Dillian White number two. People don't want to see the rematch of Wilder versus Fury because it was a fucking gun show in Las Vegas. Mm. Now I want to go to Wembley to see that. It, it, it's it's a risk that Eddie Hearn took announcing two dates. And for me, it's blew up in his face a little bit. Mm. It's blew up in his face. And you know what? That, while all this is happening... 
Pavekins in some fucking little Russian dungeon somewhere, just training, training away like a little monster. Mm. And who knows what the fuck could happen then? But right here, right now, if that fight was next week, I would still be wanting to talk about what we've seen at the weekend mm. because Wilder Fury has become the biggest fight in the heavyweight division, whether we like it or not. And you know what it is? It's kind of like it's kind of like if you're sitting in a in a boxing gym, yeah, and you're watching, you know, a fucking gold medalist Olympian. Rigondo going through a sparring session and it's fucking beautiful and he's got a different sparring session every three minutes and you're like wow doesn't get any better than this this is fucking great I could sit here all day and then someone runs in the gym and goes hey lads two piss heads are fighting in the car park you go I'll be back in a minute that's what it's like you're straight in the car park going hey look at these nubheads hey hey." go on lads exactly and then you come back in you sit down again and you go oh this is it the sweet science Sweet science. But you're like, when you get home that night, you don't go to your missus. Oh, Rigondo, fucking hell. You go, you should have seen these pissants in the car park. Oh, I was laughing me bollocks off. That's the difference. That's Fury versus Wilder against AJ versus Pavekin. I'm sorry. Pissants in a car park. <laughs> but that's what we want, isn't it? It's like, what the fuck is going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen in Las Vegas? It's going to be absolutely bonkers. Fury can do what a what Wilder does. Wilder's done. Neither these guys. Without the bank. Well, hang on. Without the bank. Without the he bank. He can do what he can he do. He can that be author... completely unorthodox the way Wilder is. But he can't whack like him. No, he can't. Absolutely, he can't. That, that you know, the, there's, there's the things in this fight where you go, the equaliser, 100% Deontay Wilder. The power is 100% with Deontay Wilder. The craziness and the getting inside your head and all that kind of stuff you would think that goes with Tyson Fury Wilder needs to prepare himself for psychological Some mind games that he's never even thought of before and I think the worst thing for me what they what um, Fury could have done at the weekend was be a bit matey matey and I don't you won't ever see that again you won't see Wilder and Fury hug pretend to kiss, have a bit of a laugh again because Fury doesn't want Wilder to be happy and comfortable and be like, yeah, sound, I can turn it on, I can turn it... From from this point out, Fury will be on the offensive psychologically and he'll be trying to break Wilder down, question his sparring partners, question his preparation. You know, he's protected in America, all this kind of stuff. He's got nothing, he's got no skill, he's got no technique. All that stuff will start coming out over the next few weeks as Fury starts to break him down. It's going to be mental. He's made for... He's made... Wilder is made for Fury. Yeah. Out of, out of all the debates that we could have about these three, including AJ in this conversation, the Wilder-Fury one, it, because he comes forward, because he just will come and try and knock Fury out. Yep. That's, that's when Fury's at his best. That's when Fury's at his absolute best. There's jeopardy in there. He'll be absolutely razor sharp. Can I just say as well, regarding the weight, man, we've got to take our hat off to Tyson Fury, weighing oh. in at 258 pounds, which is less than he fought Unreal. Christian Hammerat in 2015 yeah. when he That's weighed right. in at 260 pounds. Yeah. He shifted the I'm best part. 264 he was against Chisora. He shifted 90 pounds, mate. He Unreal. shifted a re- he, sh- he shifted a Carl Frampton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he Quite moved. literally. He's got rid of a Carl Frampton. Yeah, mad, isn't it? And I think there's about 10 pounds still to go as well. I think he'll be 10 pounds lighter again when he fights Wilder. He'll be razor sharp, Yeah, and this is when he's at his best. Yeah. When he's having to force a fight, when he's having to be on the front foot, it can look a little bit... What's this all about? You know what I mean? And he doesn't have the juice to put the, put the dudes away. As yeah. we saw at the weekend, right? He, you know, at the end, I come away from the fight at the weekend and I think to myself, I'm a little bit disappointed they didn't finish him down the stretch. All right, get the rounds, look all right, and then finish him off. He wasn't there. But Why take the risk, though? Yeah, that's, listen, it's all fair enough. All fair risk? enough. We're here now. doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Being exactly. it doesn't matter. Nope. We are here. And then 
we have got a situation where Deontay Wilder only knows how to do one thing. Come forward and throw bombs. That's Bring it. Away. And try and knock you out. Yep. And that's what he's going to try and do. He's not going to sit on his back foot waiting for Fury, is he? No, is he? We ain't going to get that. He's going to bum rush Fury. But Fury's going to be sat there. He's going to be giving it the old... Slipping and sliding. Attempt to rope adult the guy. Yeah. You know? That's what he does. And then pop him off. And hopefully do him over 12 rounds. It's um, it's such a fascinating fight. I think now, for me, the big question is where does Fury go for his camp? Because I, I don't think he'll stay with Ben Davidson. It's too big a fight. There's too much at stake. He can't. There needs to be a game plan. There needs to be experience in that, com- in that can't. corner. I mean, no disrespect to Ben. He's done Mate, fantastic. he's got fucking 90 pound off him. I yeah, said this on the radio at the weekend. Ben Davidson should bring out a fucking weight loss DVD for Christmas. <laughs> and he'd make a fucking fortune. Him and Tyson yeah, doing the some- old... What he should do now get is... Get the lycra on. Exactly. Well, maybe not with Tyson. Get some little fat beard off EastEnders to front it. <laughs> he should be working with some fat beard off EastEnders now. I don't know any of the names. Or Corey or something like that. Mm. He should be working with them now, giving them the Tyson Fury diet. The and, Tyson and, Fury workout. The Tyson Fury workout and get them fit by Christmas. Yeah. And uh, honestly, he'd make a fucking fortune. Yeah, he would. No, in all seriously, though, he's in got, seriousness. He's got to get on the phone to his Uncle Pete and go, listen, yeah. we're here now. Yeah, yeah. Are you know what? Yeah. I know that we might have had a falling out or whatever we've had. Let it fucking go under the bridge. Let's this get is this family. on. This is what we do. This is family. This is what we do. Let's go and take the American yeah. down. Wouldn't surprise me. I, I hope Tyson's, and I hope Peter Fury are big enough men. And, and they are. They are. They're fucking absolutely big enough men. This but is they, business. Exactly. It's business. And hopefully that community and the way that community is built as well around business and family, they're the two strongest things. Yeah. Hopefully that brings them together because he does need it. He does need, with all due respect to Ben Davidson, and he's done a phenomenal job getting him in shape, as I say. But he's a former Stephen Higborough footballer, mate. Absolutely. He ain't Peter Fury. He, he, he can't mastermind a WBC heavyweight title victory. He just can't. He just can't do it. I don't care whether Ricky Atten's fucking carrying the spit bucket or not. You need someone in there. And if it's not Peter Fury... No, it needs to be Peter. I think it. I think it needs to be Peter. I think you're right, but it wouldn't surprise me if you follow Billy Joe and goes and gets Dominic, Dominic Ingle. Ingle. Would not surprise me at all if mm. we see Tyson uh, take up take up campage in Sheffield. I just think he needs the technical and he needs the experience and he needs the knowledge of a coach that's in there. Especially if the shit, it's the fan in the fight. That's been there. You need someone that's been there that knows world title fights in Las Vegas, knows how to handle it. That's what he needs. Yeah. Because why, why why go into this fight with us? He's already given Wilder an advantage in the fact that he's only had two fights in his comeback. Mm. He's only done 14 rounds in two and a half years. Wilder's already got an advantage in a lot of regards. He needs every advantage he can take back. And one of them is getting experience back in the corner. Mm. Um, excited as well regarding the Frampton-Warrington fight. I wouldn't have been if Warrington wouldn't have put in such a fantastic performance against Lee Selby to become champion. Yeah. I've got. We've got to talk about Frampton, mate, because on your dream night, when all this Tyson Fury nonsense is going on in and around you, to then come out and put on a clinic in the manner that he did, fucking hell, Frampton, he just rolled it back, didn't he? I mean, loads of people were saying he's on his way out, there's chinks in his armoury, I don't think he can cut it on the top, top level anymore. What? Yep. Mate, he took, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's Action Jackson, right? He was made again. He was made for Frampton, absolutely made for him, but you know what I mean. Maybe the levels um, weren't necessarily where they should have been. Carl Frampton was absolutely outstanding. He, he he from start to finish, front foot, back foot, pot shotting, and then when the opportunity came to take him out, he took him out, mate. Absolutely took took him to the cleaners and yep. roll on that fight with Josh Warrington because I think Josh Warrington is actually made for Frampton. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Could be. Don't get me wrong. I think Warrington now has got. 
get so much respect from me after the way he, he performed against uh, against Selby. Absolutely destroyed Lee Selby. Took that world title fight. So I will never doubt Warrington But again. we're talking about a man in Carl Frampton who's comfortable at this Well, rate. exactly. And we're talking about, not just, only that, we're, just ta- we're talking about Carl Frampton as well. That's happy. And a happy Carl Frampton is so much more dangerous than, than potentially what we've seen before. I think he looks sensational since he moved to Jamie Moore. I think the weekend felt like a continuation from the masterclass we've seen against Nanito Denier. Mm. I thought, yes, J- Jackson was made for him. We kind of called that one a little bit. But I just think the way he handled the fight, he used Jackson's momentum against him, slowly just dismantled him, didn't get greedy. You know, the big moment, the stadium, everything, the pressure's on. And when, he, when you're winning rounds, the, it's easy to go, oh, fuck it, let's put my foot down and try and get, get him out of there. But he didn't do that. He, he won it minute by minute and round by round. That's what's, That was what was so impressive when you watch it back. You think, wow. At no point did he try and rush the fight. No point did he try and steal all the headlines and whatever else. He just systematically broke Jackson down. And then, you you know me, mate, that body shot. Yeah. That body shot. Which, which you know, I'll be honest, I fucking called it, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, he did. I called it. We were watching the fight together on Saturday night and he basically just tapped me on the show and he went, he's taking him out with your body shot. Probably in the next round. And Frampton's not a body shot at puncher. He's not famed for being a big. But the body way puncher. he was moving, he was opening it he up kept, every single time. He kept time. looking to drop that. He kept throwing the feint and then throwing that left to the body. And he caught Jackson with it once or twice on the on the elbow. And then just he kind of just come off the top of his hip, and you could see Jackson kind of suck it in and wince a little bit. And I thought, if I've seen that, Frampton's seen it, and that's what made me go, he's going to fucking try and finish him with a body shot. Mm. And then the one that landed. Yeah, beautiful. Sensation. Obviously, he got up. He got up. And then got the Sal came in. Got Sal came in next round. Yeah. absolute pack. Speaking yeah. of body shots, Paddy Barnes is probably still down. Oh. That was absolutely outrageous, wasn't it? I feel for Paddy because he was. He started so well. I thought he won the first two rounds. Okay, the third round might not necessarily have gone his way, but he was well in it. He was yeah. all right. He looked looking very, very sharp. In and out. Pop, 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 pop. As we predicted on last week's show, yep. it was he would have to go 12 rounds in order to beat Christopher Rosales. But we did say on last week's show, Rosales is going to be dangerous for the first half of this fight because the kid can whack. And he timed it. He threw an absolute bomb right down, right down in the midriff. And you just don't get up from them, mate. I don't care who you are. No, you don't. They're horrible. It's like a button, isn't it? There's like the, think of Iron Man's chest where that button is. Everyone's got them. If you punch someone there at the right at the right time, right there, right (gasps) solar plexus, your spirit leaves your body. And uh, Stole his soul. Unfortunately... Paddy just couldn't get back to his feet. Obviously, I had Luke, uh, Sam Maxwell in the studio who'd done the entire camp with him. And he was like, fuck, he's, he's sensational. He is sensational. He, you can see why he's a three-time Olympian. Never seen anybody move like him, punch like him. So technical. His technique is amazing. He was, they were so confident he was going to do it. Mm. Um, everyone around Paddy Barnes, all the MTK team, they were so confident he was going to do it, you know, even though it was only his sixth pro fight. But... You find out that there's levels to this game, and um, you know th- there's a big difference between amateur boxing and pro boxing. And suddenly that shift felt like it was a step too far. Has Paddy Barnes ever been hit with a punch like that before? I'd argue he probably hasn't. He's probably never hit been hit with a body shot like that before, purely because you don't get you don't score points for hitting to the body in amateur boxing. So he's been hit like that for the very first time in his life on the biggest moment of his life in a world title fight and it's just absolutely sucked the life out of him um, it was hard to watch wasn't it I'll be honest it was hard to watch and mm. another lad who was on the show recently Chris Walker had done a big preview piece with Paddy Barnes in Boxing News last week and it was all about him being the nearly man it was all about him going to the Olympics but never winning the Olympic gold medal and everything else and this was his big moment to finally become the main man 
And that's what made it a little bit extra upsetting for me because you're like, fuck, this poor kid. And you see, when you're seeing the Instagram post afterwards back in the dressing room and there was all posters on the wall with all his kids had written good luck daddy messages, you just think this game's fucking horrible, man. Steals your soul. Mm. He'll be back. He's only six fights into his professional career. Have you got something wrong with your beak today? What's going on? I'm just full of cold. Just let, just let me blow my nose a sec. What the hell's going on on the show? Yeah, man. I'll tell you something. It's like you've been uh, out and about doing a few lines, Sunshine, you know what I mean? That stuff that you fought in the uh, Echo last week. I was up to four in the morning. Exactly, mate. Fucking wired can't sleep. You've been on the bloody gear. (laughs) Pablo Escobar's been knocking on the door, has he? Narcos. Yeah. You're right now. Let's try that, shall we? Get all the Colombian marching powder out your your conk. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Congratulations, TJ Dahini. Went to Japan. Fuck yeah. Took on uh, Ryosuke Iwasa uh, and became the IBF Super Bantamweight champion. Listen. Right, I don't want to throw shed, but I, but it's the fight disciple, so I'm gonna fucking do it anyway. Fucked. What are you gonna say, <laughs> mate? Right? If I am Ryosuke Iwasa, I'm having a word with the judges, right? Because have you seen um, TJ's face? Oh, he's cut a ribbon, mate. He looks like a fucking beetroot. He's been absolutely battered. Now, I'm not talking slight. I'm not talking there's an argument for it, yeah? He got beat by four or five rounds. Yeah, yeah. He got an eye in. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea where that split decision came from. If, listen, we sit on this show and we uh, we call shit judging decisions when someone's been robbed all the time. And it's normally for a fighter that we know that's been robbed or a, a home fighter that's been robbed. A home fighter here's got a fucking worldie. And we've got to kind of flag it up because you've got to feel for the Japanese kid because there's no way that he's he, he's lost that fight. No. Not a cat in hell's chance. But fair play, TJ. The record books in years to come will always say TJ Dahini, IBF world champion. Mad, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's Frampton's old belt as well, the IBF Super Bantam. So it's mm. back in Irish hands again. So flew under the radar this one a little bit because Dahini's based out of Sydney, isn't he? He's based out of Australia. Yeah, he is, yeah. Uh, so we didn't really preview or mention it last week, but obviously... Going to Japan and getting a decision. One judge had it by five rounds as well. Don't know what he was watching, mate. You just think, fucking hell, what is this? What is the poor, you know, the Japanese kid, Iwasa? What's what, he done? What's he done? <laughs> is he pissed off? He's definitely shagged someone's daughter yeah, there, hasn't exactly, he? Exactly, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fucking outrageous. I only seen highlights of it. I didn't see the full fight. I couldn't find it anywhere, to be honest with you. Mm. But uh, outrageous, but brilliant, obviously, for Dahini. But there's got to be a rematch, surely. Surely the, surely the Japanese fighter can put a bit of a dispute in there. Mm. It's one of them, isn't it? Are you fucking kidding? Look at his face. <laughs> I not... can hardly see out of either eye. Yeah. It's all over the place. There's not a mark on the Japanese kid. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. And he's not going... Do you remember that Do you remember that time when they give the decision to the geezer in the wrong shorts? Do you remember yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're going, yeah, I thought it was him. Yeah. Listen, one's Japanese for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> How have you got that wrong? The other's a little ginger Irish kid. Say Nadia's eyes are that swollen up. <laughs> Maybe you can't see. <laughs> they battered him that much. He looks, he looks Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, TJ, congratulations, mate. The IBF Super Bantamweight Champion of the World. What an exciting time uh, to be involved in that division. Uh, no question about it. Um, just a quick rumour, by the way. Josh Taylor, Ryan Martin, World Boxing Super Series quarterfinal. I'm here in late October, last weekend of October. Glasgow. Um, I'm hearing that it will be Scotland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, I think they'd be daft not to do it in Scotland, wouldn't they? Of course, they? absolutely, especially with the momentum behind Josh. It's got mm. to be in Glasgow, and he's the defending champion, isn't he? Or he's, you know, he's got he's got all the marbles. He's got the highest ranking, so 
between the two of them. Mm. Makes sense. Mm. Um, still, in the, still no news on this third weight class with the World Boxing Super Sport. Series. It won't go away. I'm still hearing that it's yeah, definitely going to happen. Yeah, it is definitely happening. It's supposed to be this week. Last I heard, it was going to be cruiserweight again. Why are they going to do the cruisers again? What's all that about? I don't know. You know, original rumour that I heard was that it was light heavies. And the reason why it's been delayed is because they're waiting for the winner of Groves, Callum Smith. And to go up. And the winner of that will go in as number one seed in the light heavyweight tournament. The problem there is all the best light heavies are killers. You know what I mean? And they ain't going in. No, because they're, they're signed on big contracts in America. And they've got, you know, big promoters behind them in America that ain't, that ain't going mm. to let them roll over. Cruisers make sense because, again, you can pretty much get a similar field in, but do we want to see the same field again? No. Minus Usyk. It'd be like, you know, who's the best cruiserweight in the world? Not called that Alexander Usyk. Mm. Um, there's a couple of fights there I'd like to see again, but I, I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make much sense to me. So, interesting to see how that pans out this week. Mm. Very strange. Um, regarding fights that are happening this week, um, over in oh, the... The ultimate shootout, isn't it? The shootout nobody wants. Which one? The world title fight. To win to, to face the number one boxer on the planet. Look at what you could have won. Beltran versus Pedraza. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the WBO. I wasn't going to go there first. I was go- I'm going to my mate Isaac Dogbot. Oh, I've seen you had him on the radio. Yeah. So your mate now, is he? Yeah? Pals. Pals now. Isaac. Me and Isaac. His story's amazing, isn't it? Incredible. For those that don't know anything about Isaac Dogbot, basically, born in Ghana, moved to uh, the UK when he was seven years of age, uh, lived in Kennington in South London. Um, tried a bit of football, but he's only, he's only a bit of a short ass. I think even now he's only five foot four. Uh, so his dad who has a military background, decided, right, come on, then we'll get you involved in a bit of boxing. And he used to take him down Kennington Park on the pads, and this is how he got involved. And his dad's still his trainer to this day, right? So his dad does all his training for him. Now, bear in mind, he left his family behind in Ghana. His family in Ghana are the fucking royal family, right? So he has royal lineage. He could have just cracked on, you know what I mean? Wait to become the king of Zamunda at (laughs) at, at, at some point in his life. Quite easily having his royal penis washed every Absolutely. fucking single day. Eddie, Eddie Murphy type vibes. Yeah. Could have comfortably done that, but he didn't. He's up sticks. Um, he's still studying uh, for his sociology degree. Class. So his fights are scheduled in and around exams and coursework and various things like that that he's doing. Okay. It's absolutely mental. He's currently over in the States making his living on the... Bear in mind, he ain't got a promoter. He ain't, he ain't got any management deal or anything like that. Him and his dad... Basically, after the Olympics in 2012, when they were robbed, I was there at the XL when he was robbed that day. It was yeah. crazy. They turned pro, up sticks, went to Switzerland, Sweden, random gaffes all over the world to build up this record, record. that he's got. I think he's got a 19-0 record at the moment, 13 yeah. knockouts. And obviously, he's just become WBO. Uh, the, the WBO champion. Uh, he's defending his uh, belt this weekend against uh, Hidenori Otake. But yeah. then, he, in the conversations that I was having him uh, this week, he's like, yeah, as soon as this is done, we're going after the WBC champ. Then we're going after this guy. Then we're going after this guy. I'm going to be undisputed. And then I'm moving up and I'm going to go through them weights. And I'm like going, Isaac, you're my new favourite dude, man. <laughs> he is just a geezer, isn't he? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Ataki as well. We're familiar with Ataki. You fought Scott Quigg. Scott Quigg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that fight against Scott Quigg. That mm. was, in fact, that was a long time ago. Uh, 2013, I think. That was, was on an age. age well, AJ wasn't it? AJ was on the bill. Uh, Bellew, Bellew cleverly that was. Bellew cleverly undercard that no. was. Fucking hell, that's how long ago that was. Mm. But um, Dogbo was like, 
His, his journey just sounds mental. It is. You know, fucking Southern Area ABA Championships, just him and his dad rocking up and yeah, the yeah, ABAs yeah. and shit like that. They won that. three ABA titles. Mad. And then moves. Just him say. and, like you say, him and his dad. His dad is military background. Yeah, he ain't yeah. got no boxing experience. He's like going, right, this is how you do it. <laughs> Let's get on Brilliant. with it. Just work. Mm. And then obviously they, uh, they never got picked for Team GB, so that's why he, that's why he represented Ghana at the Olympic Games. And, amazing that it can still be done in this day and age isn't it that you can still weave your way there if you want it enough and it, all credit to both him and his dad I guess for steering this career and obviously he's probably taken more fights against local favourites than most champions yeah. or most young prospects would ever dream of but it's got him to where he is he's believed in himself and don't forget to win this belt he climbed up off the fucking floor in the first round against Magdalena everybody's oh like God. going Magdalena's going to mow him down first round he's on his arse and you're thinking oh yeah. is it a step too far of course but then he put manners on him for 10 Absolutely rounds beat the shit out of him he beat the shit out of him for didn't 10 he drop him about fucking 3 times yeah, or something and finished him in the 10th I'm yeah, thinking yeah. fucking <laughs> absolutely class it was great I fully anticipate him come through this at the weekend but I'm so excited to just watch this kid's journey now yeah I, Isaac Come back to the UK and fight over here, mate. I know that you're making your roads over in the well. States. I think he'd tell Oh, he'd do great. Of course he would. He, people love him. Absolutely buzz of him. Um, but I think he's going to be making his money over in the States now. There's a few people sniffing around. He was telling me that Bob Arum's having a little bit of a sniff and uh, and what have you. So I think he's going to be fighting on top-ranked cards now uh, for a short period of time. Um, so he's on the same away, card, man. by the way, as you just mentioned, as uh, Jose Pedraza against Ray Beltran. Uh, Ray Beltran, obviously the WBO champion yep. at lightweight. Jose Pedraza moving up to this weight. We saw him get absolutely battered by Javonta. Yeah, uh, but don't, let's not uh, write off uh, Jose Pedraza. I actually think Jose Pedraza might win this at the weekend. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we is uh, sniper of a jab. I think he's just going to jab Beltran's head off. Yeah, well, they tried to make this fight, but then the other Beltran had a mandatory against uh, Pereev, the Russian guy, Anders Pereev. Let me just check his name. The um, Roman Roman Andreev was his mandatory, mm. um, but then Andreev fucking appendix burst or something mad like that. So top rank were able to put Pedraza in because these are both top rank fighters. Yeah, uh, and actually it is a better fight. Miles Pedra- better fight. Pedraza uh, outpointed Stephen Smith. Didn't That's he? right. Yeah, but that um, was a super feather. That was a super feather. Yeah, but he looks even better since he's moved up. Yeah. Um he's won his last two since he lost to Javante Davis. So, but Beltran's on a bit of a winning skip. But more than anything, unfortunately for the winner of this fight. It's a shootout to face the best fighter on the planet. Yeah, because so you know that it's like Bob's... like a fucking poison challenge. So chalice, basically, Bob's what he's going to do, he's going to go, right, lads, you're in with Lomachenko, get yeah, on yeah. with it. Well, they would have made Beltran Lomachenko if it wasn't for Loma's shoulder injury, if it mm. wasn't for the fact he's out. But whoever wins this weekend, fully expect Lomachenko to be ringside, fully expect the winner to be announced against Lomachenko for the end of the year. December, yeah. yeah. December time is when... In fact, that weekend, that first of December first weekend, weekend is when yeah, it's yeah. rumoured that he will be back. Mental. Uh, that weekend. Um, so you could get Loma winning another world title let's call it what it is on the same night as Fury versus Wilder fucking hell Christmas comes early son woohoo mental dirty uh, but yeah, they're the big fights this weekend. There's nothing much going on in the UK. September's the month. That's when uh, that's when it all gets Flames. underway for us, really, uh, yeah. here in the the United Kingdom. Uh, but keep an eye out for that. Josie Pedraza, Ray Beltran, and Isaac Dogbo, Hidenori, Ataki. 
um, at this uh, this weekend. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we do have a UFC show available for you to download as well. So if you're into that, you can come and get stuck in because there's a bit of UFC action going on this weekend. Uh, you can subscribe to us via iTunes. Fight Disciples. You can get all the Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. And we're on social media. And don't forget as Wait well. Wait a minute. At Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Don't jump in. Sorry. Right. Don't forget as well. The new, Here he goes now. Here he goes. Range, He's been designing. The new range of Fight Disciples t-shirts. Adam's got hold of one right now. Just for the camera. Uh, will be available via fightdisciples.com by the end of today. Today being Monday. Gorilla King limited edition run t-shirts. Gorilla King? Have we, got, have we got the copyright on that? Gorilla King. Yeah, we have. Um, <laughs> and also, don't forget, check out Jordan Gill's line of clothing as well, adeptclothing.co.uk. If you use our code, fightdisciples10, you will get a 10% discount. Jordan Gill's adeptclothing.co.uk. And there's a shitload of really cool stuff on there as well. And it fits. And it fits. I, I, uh, I put a fit. Well, I put a picture on my own personal Instagram last week, obviously thanking Jordan for the T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And obviously you gave me the dregs out of the box and so many people sent me messages going, looks a bit tight, that one, mate. Looks a bit tight, that. Has, has Nick nicked all the fucking good stuff? Why are, you, why are you holding your shoulders backwards? Are you trying to make it look like that actually fits? <laughs> it did fit. It did fit. It's just because I'm a bit of a pleb. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.